0: Thank you. How much is too much. My name is Alicia Taylor, and this is episode three titled Boys and Bolognese. The This is a good episode. This is definitely an episode um, that is fit for the How Much is Too Much podcast because essentially I'm just going to roast myself and about my dating decisions and share a um, Really, honestly, my some funny stories um that stand out to me on some people I've like dated or hung out with, and just be real about it. This is you know there's lessons tied to this, but this episode is definitely not as deep as the other ones, and comes back to like how much is too much to talk about. We're gonna figure it out right now because I'm gonna share all my shit and be honest about it. Um, the episode title "Boys and Boners" comes from. (laughs) It's <laughs> so stupid, but it comes from, um, my best friend and I were talking and for some reason I started, um, a trend, I guess you could call it where guys I would start dating or hanging out with, I would make them bolognese and my friend goes, what's with you and bolognese and boys. And I'm like, Oh no. She's like boys and bolognese with Alicia. I <laughs> I cannot deal with myself because she was right. I'm like, I'm a fucking weirdo. And I actually took back the boys in bolognese and I had a babes and bolognese night, um, like probably like last year sometime where my best friends came over. I made them the dish that I've been making for these men and they were all, they all loved it, of course, because Chef Boyardee over here and we all had like wines, but this episode is about, it's called boys and bolognese about the men I've dated, some of the men I've dated funny stories and these are just a few just that stick out to me and let's just get into it. I have been, as you guys know, single for over three years now. I've done all the dating. I've done the apps. I've met people in person, I've gotten people's numbers. I've been, you know, um, introduced to people before. I've done it all. And so probably like uh, six months ago, my friends were like, you know you're burnout on the dating apps. why don't you? try match. And I'm like, you know, that's actually a good idea because like, they're like, you know, people pay for it. So men are probably more intentional. And I'm, I'm like, I agree. You know, most likely these are going to be more quality men that are looking for something serious and, you know, want to settle down. And I think there's a misconception with, like, when I say, as a woman, I want to settle down. I think men think that I just want to, I want to get married and have kids, like, immediately. Nope. I am very happy with my timeline. I'm in no rush for the things that are going to come into my life naturally and when they should. But I want someone that has, is, wants to do things long term and they are invested seriously. And when I say settle down, like, I want to be one of one to you and you to be fully invested like I am. So I did, my friend actually paid for match for me for my 30th birthday. And she's like, you know, if you find love, I think that's great. And if not, at least you tried it. And I'm like, I agree. So let me just start by saying match is terrifying. Literally, <laughs> terrifying, scary, very scary. The, um, not only was I bombarded with 500 between like 500 likes and like 200 messages from very, um, under, I am under my league men and Let me just say that I do believe everyone has a league and that's not to be rude and it's not, you know, everyone's like, it's not just about looks. I completely agree. I think my confidence puts me in a different league than if I didn't have confidence and I still tie back to, you should still love yourself no matter what, but we all have our leagues when it comes to dating and I personally am not going to go you know, after like the finest light skin, tallest NBA player in the room I'm probably not going to approach him unless the situation presents itself because my confidence is key. I know my league, and I also know my league in the sense of men that are not in my league, and I. That's not to be rude. That's just my own opinion. So a lot of these men are not in my league, and very scary. And the other thing that's scary about match is that they, when you, they have a setting. This is so rude. Where you know, people can send you, men can send you messages or you can send men messages and you can see when they read them. And even if you haven't matched that person or they haven't accepted your message or responded, you can respond to them again, even when you X them out. And so I would have men that would be like, Hey, beautiful. And be literally look deformed. And I'm like, no, don't respond. And they would hit me up again and like, Oh, are you too good for me? Like, men, don't be insecure. And if a woman doesn't respond, then that should be your answer. You deserve someone that's going to respond to you, reciprocate your energy, um, and vice versa for women. Like we don't chase people over here. So a lot of people were very scary first off. And then the volume also scary, but there was a guy, one of the guys I was like, okay, like this guy, you know, is about my age. He was definitely giving like, alpha male energy, which I thought was very attractive. And when we start talking, he's asking me like deep questions, which again, I appreciated. Um, and he's asking me, you know, uh, you know, what is your perception of black men in America? And I said, cause he was like a black alpha male. And I said, you know, I have to be honest with myself and know that I'll never understand, um, what black men, women, um, anyone outside of a white woman's experience in America, because those are the only life experiences I have. Um, what I can say is that I am constantly have my mind open to understand and learn. And the best that I can do is to, you know, keep my mind and heart open so that I'm taking in lessons that help me to be a better person, to maneuver society and impact people, um, with that knowledge and those experiences, but I'll never fully understand. And I understand that. And he's like, you know, you seem like a really woke woman. And then the conversation took a very scary turn. Then he goes, you're exactly the type of white woman I would want to breed. oh, Oh, wait, excuse me. I said, um, what? I said, I'm not on here to be bred one and two. I'm looking for a friendship with someone first and foremost, and he came back back and said, women are meant to be bred and you were built for it. Oh my God. Mm-mm. That is just out of pocket as fuck. That, that's what I'm saying. Out here, dating, scary. Dating is scary. Let me announce it again. Dating is terrifying, but I'm still going to do it. What do you mean? It's also entertaining, fun, and I like to flirt. What can I say? And so then... So dating apps have put a bad taste in my mouth, obviously. So prior to this scary individual, you know, again, I've been on Hinge, mostly Tinder here and there. Um, but prior to this, like a couple years ago, I actually reconnected with someone I went to middle school with. So I know this person. I'm aware of who this is. I like, I've realized I want a much more organic, natural like love story for myself, so to speak. Like I want me and someone to meet in the real world or know each other in the real world and develop something or spark with someone, give them my number and we hang out. Like I don't want someone's first impression of me to be through a screen because it just from my own experience doesn't become something authentic. And so I am talking to, we'll call this guy from middle school that I ended up reconnecting with. Baby daddy, because he is a father, and the funny part of the story does tie to that. But baby daddy, me, we are talking for like two weeks or something, and we, you know, we'd FaceTime a couple times. Again, I know this person, they're like real, and I always thought he was in hot in middle school, so hot. And we followed each other through the years. So he, we try to make plans one, like the first time we try to make plans, he cancels like last minute, like the day before or the morning of, and is like, sorry my son's really sick. And he sends me a picture of his son in the bathroom, like, you know, with his head in the toilet. And he's like on the floor of the sun. I'm like, oh my God, that's totally fine. I get it. He's sick. Like, no worries. And the picture is really cute. Like, I saved it. I sent it to my friends. I'm like, oh, like his son's sick, whatever. And then we made plans again towards his birthday. And this is where the Bolognese recipe first enters my life. And So I tell him, like, come to my place. Like, I'll make us dinner. Why am I making... Why did I choose to make a, you know, very decadent, romantic, time-consuming, luxurious dinner on a first date? I don't know. Because I was psycho. I was a psycho. I can't help the things that I did, you know? And so I'm going to cook to impress on our first time hanging out since middle school. That's weird. But off we go. And so I end up having all these things. I'll go to the store, get all the groceries. He texts me like that day and things he's, are, he's saying, like they don't line up. He had said he had to work and he's like, I'm taking a nap. I'm like, okay, wait, what? I thought you had to work. Um. Okay. And I'm like, I'm racking my head. I'm like, something's off, but I'm just going to get in the shower and I'm going to reread these texts when I get out. Mind you, this is like soon after um that dude that fuck boy from the last episode that I sent furniture to. <laughs> that he this is like right after that situation. So I'm already feeling down about myself. And I uh, so I tell him, I'm like, Okay, yeah, like I get out of the shower, I'm like, I'm gonna reread these texts so I can understand. And when I get out of the shower, he's texting me, he's like, Hey, I'm really sorry. Um I just, I can't come over cause I'm talking to someone else really seriously and I don't want to lead you on. Um, sorry that it took this long to say something. And I was like, yep. Um, I said something just very dry, but actually I sat in my room and cried hysterically because I was so embarrassed and, um, felt like why wouldn't, you know, one, why would you sit here and waste my time and talk to me? But two, like, why the fuck did I go to the store to get all this stupid ass shit for this bolognese for this dumb ass boy? So I'm crying. I call my friends and I'm hysterical. I'm like, oh my God, I don't know what to like. I'm so embarrassed. And they're like, okay, Alicia, just come meet us at this brewery. We're having some beers. And I'm like, and it was like a sunny, nice summer day. And I'm like, no, they're like, we're sitting outside with the pups. Like, just come meet us. I'm like, I cannot. I'm just going to sit in my apartment alone. And they're like, you shouldn't do that. So they convince me. I get dressed. I look janky. I'm going to be honest, but whatever. I have sunglasses over my swollen uh, pity eyes and I go and I meet them and we're just like having some beers outside and we will call this next gentleman Liam's Liam Hemsworth. Liam Hemsworth enters the chat <laughs> and he is and I want you to know that he did look like Liam Hemsworth and I told him that and he didn't like that because he said Liam Hemsworth is like soft and the other brother is tougher whatever. This dude is definitely like um, like nar- not narcissist, but like misogynistic tendencies tendencies, which is not really my type. I'm definitely more into like a vulnerable, soft, strong man in his emotions. like, you know, I don't want an emotional man, but like a man that's confident in the way he feels and doesn't cover those things up. So this guy starts talking to me and my friends outside on the like outside seating area at this brewery, and, He's talking to us, whatever. He's petting my friend's dog. And he gets up and walks away. And I'm going to be honest. This is what women talk about. Like, this is the real. And when he walks away, my friend goes, he has a massive dick. And I go, excuse me? And this guy is very much not my typical type. He's no offense to white men, but he's a white guy that is like an MMA fighter. And just, again, like I said, misogynistic in some ways. But also, I found out... Um, very janky anyways. So I'm like, what the fuck? I'm not even in the mood. Like I'm burnt out from today. So he ends up buying us a round of shots. He starts talking to us. He's flirting with me, whatever. Then he buys us another round of shots. And then my friend's like, well, we have to go. And I'm like, oh, well, I need to finish my beer. There was a droplet of beer, a droplet of beer. Um, but I had to finish it with Liam. And so I go into the bar inside of the brewery with Liam and we just start drinking more dark liquor. Mind you, dark liquor brings out an entirely different animal inside of me and she's not cute. She gets very fucked up and it makes me sick too. Tequila on the other hand, we have a situationship ongoing, but like I'm into tequila for sure. But dark liquor, no. So I don't even know how it happens, um, the com where the conversation takes its turn. But I mean, I clearly was having a pity party over being like rejected. And next thing you know, I'm on, you know, a first, first one way express to some dick. Honestly, he, I give him my keys. I'm like, take me to your place. We get to his place and the lights are completely off and we just start, kissing really aggressively he's we're slamming each other into the walls he's literally pinning me against the wall like choking me like sexy shit then we're in his room and he's like kissing me you know he's on top and then all of the sudden he like sits up and just ladies ladies rips the center of my bra the p the center fabric that holds the two cups together not the back the class the center and this was not a center Front center, like, clasping bra, rips that bitch right open. You just hear the fabric tear and just throws it across the room. So fucking sexy. I'm sorry, but that is so sexy. And then he... Also, I'm going to be honest, he did spit my mouth, which is super aggressive, but I was into it. I'm into kinky shit like that, and it was just, it was a good time, and I threw myself a little pity party and, you know, moved on from the baby daddy, um, who, if I didn't say it, the uh, picture that he had sent me of him and his uh, child. I saved it to Google Photos to send to my friends. Well, Google Photos saves your photos of the date they were taken. That photo was taken six months prior. Um, so the guy sent me an old photo to cancel our date. That's a, That was baby daddy. That's why he gets called baby daddy. Anyways, back to Liam. So then I wake up in Liam's apartment the next day, and it is fucking filthy. I mean, there's literally just pubes on the floor. The sink is... Uh, the carpet... Uh, like... I think that it was just a mattress on the bed. And now that I'm being honest with myself, so, but I, because I had, again, did not have self-worth and because I was definitely drinking a lot then to avoid, to avoid my own shit. I just continue hanging out with this guy cause he wants to hang out with me. And I'm like, mm, yeah, I'm into this. Like <laughs> the dude did not have a car. He could not keep a job. Um, but yet there I was still hanging out with him. <laughs> oh, Alicia. I'm sorry for you. No longer, but you know, it did teach me. I had to pull myself from that, and I was like, "Yeah, I, this is not my lifestyle. Like, I don't want to go to the bar and be blacked out every night." Sorry, no. And so that led to again two organic situations. You know, I talk about dating apps, but like, shit out here in the streets is still ass. <laughs> but then, um, the next person I will that comes to mind would be. We'll call him confuzzled because this man was confused. And mind you, I did meet this guy on a, on hinge as well. And the, over the course of over the three years I've been single, I have not had like a boyfriend. Like I have not had a single person that I was like, yes, this is, you know, a stable long-term relationship. But this person, I did call my boyfriend for three weeks. So he's the only person I guess I've dated Officially, in terms, um, but outside of that, again, confuzzled was confused because for first date we meet on Hinge, we talk and we meet for drinks, and so when he comes out of his place, his apartment, I'm outside, um, immediately I'm struck by how corny this man is, and he's light skin and he has like a good smile, which I'm a sucker for a great smile, like truly, and he, um. but he, Oh, he just was like a string bean. I think he had khakis with like a tucked in polo and I was shocked. I have a lot, I have a lot of flavor. So I'm wearing like these, like, I don't know, like kind of combat boot type style things like with shorts with like, I don't know. It was just very, um, very corny, you know, that's okay. Whatever we go and we get drinks. Mind you, I, um, I have, I'm going to do another podcast called Casually Drunk or something like that because I have a history with, you know, alcoholism in my family and I've dealt with, you know, my own issues myself. Um, so when we start having drinks and this guy is like pacing far, he's pacing faster than I do and I, I can put a drink down. So I'm keeping pace with him. He's like, yep, I'll take another. I take another like, and before you know it, like quickly, we're three, you know, vodka sodas in and I'm like, like four drinks deep each and I'm like I can't drive at this point. Inhibitions are out the window and the date was alright, you know, like again, I just didn't really see it wasn't like an instant click. So we go get more white claw and we go back to his place and I already know what the setup is. I'm like I'm fine with this. Like it's been a minute. I accept that this is fine. Like we'll call it a one night stand and we'll move on with our lives. So I when we go back to his apartment, again, let me reference this man is corny. He's like, I'm like, oh yeah, like I can't drive. And he's like, what? why <laughs> well, I better make it worth my while? And he doesn't do like what you would think, which is like sexy, like in my eyes. And I'm not going to speak for all women, but I will speak for myself. And I think a lot will agree. We want a man that is confident. And I, just like men want women that are confident. A man that is confident enough to take the lead and own that pussy. That is very aggressive, but I'm, I'm being very raw and uncut here. I personally want a man that's going to own me in this sense of like, I want you to push me against the wall. I want you to choke me out. Like, I want you to make my body just lead, you know, you lead and I will follow. And that is really what it is. So when this man said, well, I better make it worth my while, I'm thinking, mm, okay. <laughs> and he proceeds to um, place his sh- hands on each of my shoulders. Oh, like as if you were, you know, at a high, uh, middle school dance on each of my shoulders and, um, pecks me like, if... <laughs> and I was like, mm, what if I should have left? That should have been my sign. Leave, get out, girl, go. No, I'm, I'm a dumbass. Of course I stayed and, um, still hooked up with him, which was, you know, it was fine. Like it was anything special, but it was like, it was fine. It wasn't terrible. Um, and then I'm like, okay, whatever. I wrote it off. But then he's like, well, can I take you to dinner? Can I see you here? Like, and I like a man that wants to show up and wants to, I think a man that wants to spend his quality time with me and is giving me his time stands out to me first and foremost. If you are consistent in that and I'm not an afterthought and even if we're first meeting and it's like, you know, you were, you're interested, like show you're interested and vice versa. I will make my time available to you if I'm interested. So I'm like, Okay, yeah, let's hang out. Like we get along great, like good conversations. And as I like I start to, you know, develop a crush on him and I liked that. I liked that it wasn't an initial and that it was over time and that we could hang out and he was very sweet, very romantic and very affectionate. I love affection. Like I'm a touchy-feely person. I want you to kiss all over me. I want you to hold my hand. I want you to pull me by my hip. All that stuff. So we are hanging out and I like, I'm like, I'm into this guy. I like where this is going. He's into, you know, he's has like a good job. He is, you know, wants more out of life. I feel like we're similar interests. He's fun. He still likes to go out and you know, do things. When I say that, like I didn't was, I was avoiding the fact that like he he had a drinking problem, but I was like, no, we're having fun. We're going out. Again, that is a pre self-love Alicia in the fullest sense, because I would just dumb down things that like were a problem. So then, um, about two months in, we, I'm like, I want to make this official. I want to date. And, you know, I told him, you know, where I was at, I'm like, I've been single, you know, for a year and a half going on two years. Like, I want this. And I, are you ready for this though? And if not, just be honest, but I want us to be on the same page. And he agreed. He's ready to date. OK, when I give you a chance and when I let you in fully, especially on that level, then you better be fully invested or be really honest about it because don't waste my time. I cannot deal with that. So we end up dating for um, it has two and a half weeks, I believe. We, he's met some of my friends. I met some of his. He's planning to come to a wedding with me. I'm planning to go to see his meet his family and where they lived And then we are out and we go to my friend's house to a cookout. We come back to my place. Great day. Everything's fine. And he goes, hey, can we talk? And I go, yeah. He goes, so I think we rushed into this whole dating thing. Absolutely not. Absolutely not. We did not rush into anything. You clearly did not. We're not honest about where you want, where where are you at with this? And then just said yes, thinking it would appease me. And now you think I'm going to sit here and want to be with a dude that is second guessing on me? No. And I was crying. I was like, are you serious? I just fully invested in this person. The first person in years. I'm trusting you. I'm giving you all of me honestly. And then this is what you hit me with. I said, I think that we did not rush in anything. You clearly weren't honest. And you ha- that's a you feeling. Um. We woke up the next morning and I asked him if he was like maybe drunk or if he actually meant it. And he's like, he's like, no, but nothing has to change. I love you, "Um, sir. One, we do not love each other. I think we've known each other for four months at this point. Stop being weird. Two, this definitely isn't love. If you're sitting here telling me we can't be together, but nothing changes. Honestly, if you have another bitch, just say it. All right. And I cut that man off. I literally was like, nope, this is the last time you'll see me. Bon voyage. He proceeded to hit me up um, when he was drunk for like a year straight. He FaceTimed me once and asked me out on a date. And I said, I'll have to think about it. And he said, you need to show me some more fucking respect. And I said, okay. And with that, I s- good day. Like I had to block him because the last text he sent me said, I've come onto some money and I think I have enough to buy you back. Boy, I'm glad I picked him to date. I'm not unstable either. It's fine. So the last person that comes to mind when I think about my dating endeavors is Quarantine Cutie. And this is the one that comes to mind because this is the one that had the biggest impact on me for the longest time and like the person that I felt the most connected with, like actually cared about, actually have feelings for, but also actually taught me like a very good lesson. So Quarantine Cutie and I, we met in, um, off a dating app, but actually when he matched me, I recognized him immediately because he is, this man is tall. He is like caramel, like, you know, like a hot chocolate skin, like caramel, hot chocolate skin tone, Mm, deep voice, funny, like very like bubbly personality like myself. I am very very attracted to this man. But I actually recognized him because he was a resident at the property I was leasing at, the working at at the time. And so I said, no, he thought I was someone from high school. I was like, no, I actually work in the rental office. And he's like, oh my God, yes, blah, blah, blah. So we end up talking more. It's during COVID primetime season. And so dating during that time is what do you do? You invite strangers into your home and make them food or cocktails. That is dating during COVID COVID quarantine season. Um, It's ass. So anyways, I go to his house and his new apartment and he has, he's making like steak, his grandma's mac and cheese recipe and um, this whole spread. And I'm just so impressed. I'm like, that's sexy. Like a man that can cook cause I can cook like, you know, and you're, and you're like wanting to show out for me just like I do. Like, okay, I'm already attracted. And then he was being vulnerable about the conversations we were having. And this is all just in the first date of us like hanging out. And I'm like, wow, yep. Chef's kiss. And then really the icing on the cake though, was like the sexual chemistry, like "Mm," that man, like just, he turned me on for real. Like at one point on this first date, like so aggressive, he just like the first kiss, he comes up beside me. I'm sitting at the Island, like as stuff is finishing in the oven. And he's like, he's like, Oh, and like, I like the shirt or something. And then I'm like, I'm looking down and I'm like, Oh this, and this man literally pulls my face up and just goes right in and mm, great kiss. And then another part of the night, like, pulled all my hair back and, like, kissed me. That's sexy. I'm sorry. Again, I'm speaking for myself only, but, mmm, yes. So then we hang out. Then after that, like, late that day, we, I, I, we danced that night. Like, I did stay the night because, again, I drink too much because I had no self-control, no self-worth, no um, boundaries. Mm-hmm. And so, but we don't hook up. And the... Later that week, I find out I had COVID, so I had to tell him, and I thought his response was going to be pissed or, like, well, damn, and we were going to fall off. I'm like, this sucks. Like, I actually was really into this date. Like, I want to see this person again, but, like, he's probably going to be put off by this, and we will be two weeks before we see each other. Nope. This man's response was, do you want to quarantine together? Why do I love that energy? It's the inner psycho, Sashiana that's, that's the one that loves that energy. I'm like, honestly, we've had one date and I have a crush on you already. You coming to stay at my place and spend more time together. Yes. I'm in duh. I'm stupid. And so he comes to my place. He loves my dog immediately. And we literally, (laughs) and we were like having like, it was like best friends, like obviously best friends that like hooked up again. We still did not like have sex during this time because I had a crush on him. And I'm like, I want to wait. Blah, blah, blah. Like there's rules to this. I think the rules are stupid, but I also try to abide by some of them when it comes to dating. And we have like, so we're, so we're having sleepovers, like hanging out with my best friend and like, I make this, all these meals for us. And it was like a couple days and he's like, you know, he works from home. He's like, I have to go back home. Cause like I have a whole presentation and I just like, you know, ultimately to he had had COVID a little bit prior. He's like, if I don't have it, and I'm getting it now from being with you again. Like there's no point And we will have to, I'll have to quarantine again. And so I'm like, yeah, that's cool. So he goes, we still continue to talk. And then he just like ghosts me. And then like a couple of days after he just like falls off from talking to me, which I was really disappointed. And I was like, but I just was at the point too, where I was like, well, I'm not going to force anyone to choose me but he to me. And then on his social media, I see him and this girl in a helicopter, like clearly on this very romantic date. And I'm like, Oh, I just wasn't the, I was just like a side, like a filler. Okay. I'm like, that made me feel like shit. Especially when I thought that like, I actually like had a connection, like a genuine connection with this person. But I was like, there's nothing you can do, you know, choose yourself, lift your, keep your head up and move on. And so I ended up, a couple months later, he slides in my DMs off of one of my Instagram stories. And I'm like, I replied to him very dry. And then he said something back, like trying to like joke and start conversation as if like, he didn't straight ghost me. And I was like, can I help you with something? Like, why are you hitting me up? And he's like, I wanted to talk to you and, you know, clear the air. And, you know, I should have known then there is no air to clear because he chose how he chose to treat me off rip. And that's like true colors. If you're capable of not even just being honest and being like, Hey, yeah, I'm not interested. Or like at least like leading to something and being, or being upfront about that. I don't know. And again, I wanted things to work with people. I was forcing things. So I have, you know, to take ownership in this too, that we weren't talking that long and it wasn't, you know, I was just someone he just met, whatever. But Instead of being like, no, you know, I don't really appreciate being treated like that. Like, you're good. I'm like, of course, let's talk. (laughs) Let's clear the air. (laughs) So he takes me out to dinner for my birthday and takes me to a bougie restaurant. Again, I love that. And his energy is just very contagious to me. He's very fun, funny, like we geek out a lot. And so he ends up like apologizing to me for ghosting me and says like, you know, tells me his whole story. He's like, you deserve better than that. And that spoke to me, and it still does. I respect honesty wherever it is. But then he was like, yeah, I'm thinking about moving and this, that, and the other. And I'm like, okay, well, this isn't going to be a thing, but, like, I'm so attracted to this man. I'm like, in heat over this guy. I'm like, but we could have, like, you know, a, a agreement, a friends with benefit type thing and still kick it and be cool. That's always a bad idea. Just know that it's always a bad idea. Don't do it. Don't be friends with benefits with someone. Either you or them will get hurt somehow. It's just how it goes. So... For the, for like, honestly, for, like, a year and a half, me and him had, like, this hangout, see each other, you know, occasionally. Like, that night, we went back to my place, and we finally, like, had sex, and it was so, so good. It was so good. Like, I literally, like, afterwards, the problem was, too, is that I know he's, like, a freak. He has a body count, whatever. I don't care about that. Like, everybody, live your life. Do whatever you think is right for you in the moment. That body count bullshit is stupid. Personally, I think it's stupid. Um, but... I know that he gets late women, whatever, but he didn't, like, fuck me. He, like, was, he took care of me. And I told him that after, I said, that was a very curated experience. And he just laughed. He knew what he did. And he's, like, I, and he said, and this is, like, after the first time we have sex, he's, like, I couldn't, I, I just can't, like, fuck you. Like, you're not just, like, a random person to me. So we are just having this kind of, like, endearing not- actually involve connection. He would hit me up and be like, I miss you. I'm like, Oh great. Come through. And then we would kind of go back and forth where like, I would be, you know, cold to him because I was protecting myself. But at the end of the day, like I always in the back of my head was like, I have feelings for this person. I care about this person. Like I want to, any time I can spend with him, like I'm probably going to make time because I'm stupid. And so then the last straw though was Um, recently he lives out of state we were talking about him being in town I was like let's both get tested let's hang out and actually make plans and like get some built up tension out of our system and he's like he's like okay we have this really honest conversation about it blah 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 and then like two days later I see him post on his social media like feed and it's seven pictures of him and another girl and it says this at a wedding obviously it's like dates and he's like this story has been buffering for seven years, but I like the main characters and I was so embarrassed. I was like, I thought that he was my friend and we had told each other that if we were to get into relationships with someone else, because when he moved out of Columbus and out of state, he hit me up that day and was like, Hey, I don't have my bed here in my apartment anymore. Could I come stay with you? Like just like my last night in Columbus. And we literally just cuddled and hung out and I don't know. And that just, like, pulled on my heartstrings, whatever. So I feel, you know, attached to this person. And then I see that. And it was just it was so embarrassing. Again, it, like, came back full circle that I sat there and, you know, it was, I was playing again. What can you do? But we weren't anything. I just – we told each other, though, if we got into relationships, we would tell each other. And he always said, oh, you'll be married before any, before anything else. And then that. And so it was the final straw. And his – you know, the lesson I gained out of that. And I do wish him the best. I actually still can admit that I care about him and, and can't help how my heart maneuvers. But the lesson was to never fall for a genuine connection with someone who doesn't value you genuinely. And I learned that the hard way after letting, you know, being hit up last minute and being an afterthought and stuff with probably like the only person I've been super, super into, Um, but, uh, those are my decisions. You know, I'm not putting everything on him, but yeah, I, I I think that kind of all those motions and dating and putting myself out there have taught me a lot of valuable life lessons, but they've also give, given me a lot of moments to look back and laugh and go, damn, you were dumb or damn, Alicia, why would you do that? Why would someone put up with that from you? But this whole episode is about sharing, being honest about my shit and, I feel really uncomfortable that I shared all that, but I'm still going to put it out. Why? Because fear doesn't hold me back from pushing forward and being real and uncut. So I want to thank you for listening to this very, (laughs) very in-depth episode, Boys and Bolognese, and on the How Much is Too Much podcast. And I hope you got a good laugh out of it. All right. Have a good day. Bye.